Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Young and Wrestling Podcast. I am JJ the Mark along with Mikey the XI, and this is episode, what, 13 now? I believe so. I've, no- I've, I've noticed the past few episodes I, I've lost count. You know, once you get past 10, it's not as it's not as special. It's kind of like a, a, an anniversary, you know. It's like, oh, we've been together two months. We've been together three and a half months. Oh, we've been together six months. People count you- <laughs> That was a, jo- it was a joke. People are sick. It was a joke. <laughs> I do. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's like once you get past six... No one cares that you've been together seven months. No one yeah, could possibly for the full care. 12, baby. At that point, you know, once you get past six, don't call me until you hit twelve. Yeah, really. Yeah, let's go for the full year, baby. So, 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 as far as that goes. Uh, but this is episode thirteen. I've actually uh, the past couple of weeks, I've had to, you know, I, I name the files and I, and I put them up, and I've had to think, what episode is it? <laughs> Actually, I've been pretty terrible. I didn't upload the last one to like the day after like <laughs> Raw, I think. So like I was really Aww. I was really bad. Like, you know, people probably listen to that I think I'm like uh what? guys, Raw already happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what that's what this show is for. Where we're going to talk about that particular Raw episode. Sure, sure. Uh, unfortunately, but first we have to get to news and we have to get to people that are injured and and this Somebody, so... Daniel Bryan has put a hex on the WWE universe. I'm, con- <laughs> I'm convinced that this man has said, this man has prayed to the dark arts. He has done some voodoo, Papa Shango ma- magic. Really into alchemy because this is <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, what's what is, what is a death note where you write the names and the and the person oh, dies. It, it, it's probably it's a book called Injury Note, and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like I just feel like if I can't wrestle, neither can you. <laughs> oh my god! Like we got Rollins out, Sting out, Cesaro out. <laughs> Uh, Luke Harper, <laughs> which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, St- uh, Cena's out. Orton's out. Um, my God, <laughs> this is. <laughs> and now it looks like maybe might, maybe he won't be out. Neville got injured a couple weeks ago, and and now it looks like the Miz might be hurt. Yes, it has just been reported at a live event today uh, that the Miz. This is br- just... live breaking news. Yes, uh, the Miz may have suffered a leg injury. <laughs> I need to, I need a broken uh, a breaking news uh, bumper. I need some you know some yeah we really some, do some music here. <laughs> um, but after his win- uh, after he beat Jack Swagger, uh, Miz was put in the Patriot Lock. Jack Swagger, who should be on the WrestleMania card instead of, we'll get to that Monday. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, after the match, he just went straight to the back and was limping horribly and. Uh, a lot of people were like that. He, they said that the Miz may have broken something um, off of getting put in a hold. Good job, Miz. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, like Miz is not one to usually be injured either, which is surprising. No, actually, if I recall correctly, I don't believe he's been hurt. Yeah, I mean, anyone recall the ending of WrestleMania? I believe twenty-seven. Well, that, that's that's well, where he took the nastiest true. head bump I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
And he it was up there with some. It was up there with some Mick Foley shit, as far as like this guy hit his head hard, and you could hear like the thud, <laughs> and he like he hit it on like either the concrete or like there was like some steel there, and it's just like. Guys, oh. you could have put a pad there or something. Like, I know you don't want to make it, like, obvious that it's a pad. Put something down. Oh, no. Ever, you know, put, like, a rug then, down at least. Have you like, noticed that ever since then they make they make sure that if you're going to go somewhere, you're going to go in the timekeeper's area? They usually do oh, that. yeah. Like, that thing is, like, all padded up. Oh, yeah. Now, especially now. My God. But, um, <clears throat> no, I, I mean, I hope he doesn't miss out. Like, we can't afford it anymore. <laughs> My God. Why? And then Monday, we had Luke Harper uh, injured. Yeah. Uh, now, he- now I, I saw I saw a, a gif of this because this is the – it is current year. It is 2016, and that's how I watch most of my wrestling is through gif form. And Harper's just throwing punches in the corner, and he just falls down. Yeah. Like he, wasn't throw- he wasn't throwing a boot. He wasn't throwing a drop kick. He wasn't doing his dive to the outside. He wasn't even. He really wasn't even moving. He just. He just fell down. Yeah, his knee buckled something fierce. And man, and I tell you. Um, he is. It's he, a shame. It's a torn ACL. Ah. Um, yeah, and he is going to be out five to six months. Uh, and the thing is and, that a lot of people were saying it could be worse than what people think it is. Ugh. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, you don't just stand there and collapse over nothing. That's yeah, not a really. that's not a oh just walk it off injury. Yeah, no doubt. And I then mean, to, and then to add injury on injury, Braun Strowman gets punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, within like a three to five minute span. Like these like, guys, these guys could not have had a worse night. Uh, this was in Philly, so yeah. <laughs> WWE. I, mean, I hope Ron never go to back. Philly again. Never go back to Philly. It's bad luck. Like, and you I don't got, know that like, crowd. The Philly fans that listen to this, I got love for y'all. But like, I don't. Your city is nasty. I will. I will play <laughs> the heel on this. Your city is sucks. nasty. Your roads suck. You have no roads. roads. roads? GTFO with your with your <laughs> fucking cheese steaks. <laughs> we make better steaks over here in, in the Berg. Just saying. <laughs> but oh my god, sorry guys. But um, no, the thing is that like, um, I guess Strowman was selling like a move from Ambrose, I believe, and it was the dark match after the Raw was over, and. Uh, Strowman's like selling over at the barricade, and some fan just fucking runs over as fast as he can, just straight uppercuts him. <laughs> Braun, in all his glory, no sells this motherfucker. <laughs> he's just, he's, because like you can't, you can't sell a punch from a fan, <laughs> you, no matter how much it hurts. You can't sell it. <laughs> oh no! Like the thing is, he wasn't like holding nothing either. He just straight up told security, "Get this prick out of here. Bye. See ya. Don't want to be ya." Like he, he didn't he, like he was great. Like he was helping. Like I was just like, wow, <laughs> wow. Like I, I just want to give props to, to the psycho fan. Like Braun Strowman is a walking wall. Okay. Yeah, really. This guy, like, I mean, he's not, certainly not the best in the ring and not the best performer. But like, he looks like he could rip your head off. I, how the, who would, who is crazy enough to have the courage? To have the cojones. I, I think I, you're mistaking courage for drunkenness and, and inebriation. 
<laughs> for just being an asshole. Like, but like, I was surprised like Braun Strowman didn't just like flip him over and just stomp the life out of this motherfucker. You know what the funniest part was too? After Braun Strowman no sells this bitch. This fan sits down and just looks up like he didn't do a thing. <laughs> like, like I didn't, I didn't do anything. What do you mean? No, is that <laughs> what, what do you mean I can't punch a wrestler? What is this? Like, what do you mean it's not the '80s anymore? Well, it was fake, just like your stupid show. <laughs> you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, but I really want to talk about Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. This, this is a, a, I, I don't know if "strange" is the, is the word, but this, it, it's a. It's an odd scenario. Uh, Daniel Bryan's been pulled from a bunch of uh, live events. He was he oh, was supposed yeah. to have a, a celebration. Uh, I think last night at Madison Square Garden they had a show, yeah. and then um, they pulled him from from access as well over WrestleMania weekend. And uh, the rumors are out that Brie uh, Brie Bella is probably retiring after WrestleMania. Yeah, the, I guess the word's gone now that I guess she's leaving sooner than way sooner than planned. Because I, I think it was originally the summer, and now it looks like it's going to be sometime after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, like next week. <laughs> and of course, there, there, of course, there's rumors, and and it's very, very possible that they're true. That uh, there is some sort of health issue going on with Daniel Bryan. We, of course, we don't know. We don't know what, but That's uh, scary. it's scary when you know when when you watch his you know ESPN interview and you just you hear about like. He had all like these seizures and and these lesions on his brain and shit like that. It's just you really sort of you really feel for the guy and you really hope that he's, I guess, not a a a worst case scenario of a, a Mick Foley type. Oh yeah, you know, because oh, because for all intents and purposes, like, like a guy like Mick Foley should be a lot more fucked up than he is. Yeah, he is oh lucky. He's lucky that he's able to talk. He's able to walk. I mean, albeit not easy, but he is able to walk. He's able to move. He's able to get around. He's able to travel. And at the moment, it looks like Daniel Bryan is not capable of doing that. And that's, I mean, that's kind of. Um, I hate to get morbid. I hate to. to I hate to get morbid, but that's pretty fucking scary. Very ironic timing, though, uh, because the concussion lawsuit has been dropped uh, earlier this week. So, like, no one has anything on WWE anymore, and you think, like, oh, my God, now the effects are coming in now. Like, right. Oh, I mean, you can't – this is not a thing. You can't blame WWE. I mean – Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. I mean, concussions, any sort of – sport and you know yes it's not you know a, a, a sports sport but any sort of physical activity where you are quote unquote taking a bump uh you you run that risk oh yeah of course Absolutely. of course the more bumps you take the the higher the risk that's you know it's like if you go out uh drunk driving don't do that but if you do that and you come home one night like yeah you're lucky but if you do it again and again and again and again it's going to catch up to you. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's the name of the game. And I and I feel terrible. I really hope Daniel Bryan does get better. If that, yeah, I mean I mean you know. yeah, you, you you know, we we hope that it's a a perfect, I want to see him a temporary in, setback, you know. Yeah. I mean, I want to see him physically accept his Hall of Fame ring and award. Right, and right, right. And, and it's, it's, it's just sort of it, it's kind of morbid that 
you're sort of maybe not necessarily seeing, but you're it's sort of the effects are happening in real time. I guess that's the best sort of way I can say that, you know, it's, it's right. This is not like, Oh, some old guy who retired and now he's like miserable. It's like Dan O'Brien's a relatively young guy and he's suffering from some pretty bad ailments. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, I feel terrible. I really do. I really do hope he, he gets better ASAP. Um, is there any other news we'd like to talk about before we get into Monday Night Raw? I believe that's it. Let's let's go on to whatever this was. <laughs> yeah, this was Monday Night Raw was definitely a treat. This um, is this is when I'm thankful for like DVR. DVR is yeah. fantastic, folks. Would you? So I come of- from 2007. Get DVR, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's 2016, get Hulu. Yeah, no, no, no. If it's 2018, well, I don't know what we have by then, but get it. We we were pissy about um about WWE booking just not. We're pissy about a lot, right? But like, (laughs) we're we're especially pissy about like about WWE creative not learning their lesson about Roman Reigns. And how does this fucking shit? Let me let me let me let me let me hold on. Let me stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. I came to the realization yesterday. I'm I'm done. I'm done arguing about Roman Reigns. There you go. That's it. Roman Reigns is a thing. He is a wrestler, and that's it. <laughs> he is a wrestler. I'm, I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of complaining. I'm tired of bitching. I'm done. I, agree. I don't have the energy in me to argue with these people that are defending him. I don't have the energy. So when I it know. comes to Roman Reigns, I'm a defeated man. WWE, (laughs you've defeated me. I'm defeated. To all the Roman Reigns fans, I hope you're happy. Enjoy your WrestleMania. Yeah. (laughs) That that's it. That's all I can say. Um, did you see the opening segment? Uh, I actually, actually, I did. Um, okay. Here's here's what I'll say. They kept it. They kept Roman's lines relatively short. Okay. I still think you could have cut that in half, but they kept it relatively short. And he showed some aggressiveness, and he didn't let Stephanie completely just emasculate, just emasculate him. him and rip his balls off. So this goes to something I'll say later on in perhaps more detail. Technically, from 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 the technical definition, if you want to call it as such, as far as what I would do with this match and what they are doing, not too far off. They are technically doing everything right. No, yeah, I mean, I agree, but like the thing is, it's, I mean, it's, it's still too little. Too little, too late. Yes, absolutely too little, right. too late. But, you know, I they have could have to, done Stephanie ha- slapping him and Roman Reigns blocking it. They could have done that months ago. I will, I will say that they would have been better off with Roman winning the Rumble and they announced Triple H Roman the night after, or even just announcing Triple H Roman the night after Rumble anyway. And yeah. then you do the beatdown, then you have Roman come back, uh, like after Fastlane and beat the shit out of Triple H, and then we head into the build for this motherfucker is going to kick this motherfucker's ass. Right, um, but I, will admit- I but and and this goes back to I told you we weren't going to argue about Roman Reigns, and here we are arguing about Roman Reigns, or, or at least with Roman. <laughs> but it, this goes to to all the people saying, you know, WrestleMania is going to suck. WrestleMania is going to suck. 
do you remember last year? We said the same thing, and it turned out to be like one of the best. Now, do I think this WrestleMania is going to be as good as last year? No. I can't. I can't. I wouldn't put money on it. Yeah, but it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? right. So so to, um, to me, um, at least they're doing the right things, even if it is yes, too little, too late. Too late. At least at least it's not. Let's play tug of war with the belt. Oh my god. Oh. So so there you go. That's my thoughts on this build up. Moving on. Whatever um, you have to say, and then let's sure. move uh, on. I just want to note that, like, I will, I, I do appreciate the fact that it's not like Roman Reigns is all over your screen the entire three hour duration. That's, that, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, you talk about, like, again, I, I like, I like him, but let's be honest, John Cena at wrestler, time, John you know? Cena at times. Oh my God, we get it. John Cena is like Jesus Christ, but <laughs> you know, we um, get like, and I, and I like John Cena, and that's the thing, like. Yo. This build has really kind of been downplayed, and this goes on to something I'll say later on. Wait, hey, it just hit me. Isn't it's really the other way around, and I could see where it hurts more. John Cena's always been shit on for being a good character on television and not being a good wrestler up until like recently. But now you look at Roman Reigns, who is a great wrestler. You know, he could completely he opposite. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like. We are not blind haters because we are the first to say Roman Reigns is fantastic in the ring. I have no issue with Roman Reigns can, as a performer. He puts on some good fights, so you know, no yeah. issue. So, so take your you know Ro- you're a Roman hater and shove it. it. But like, um, we've, we I've already said his I've already said his name too much. I fucking hate this guy, and it's not even because of him. I've already said his name too much. We're already <laughs> talking about him too much, and it's the first goddamn segment of the show. I know. Roman um, Reigns is no different than CM Punk. I never want to hear their names again. That's it. Let's move on. Agreed. Um, so we get to the first match of the evening, which I was surprised they put on free television. I mean, granted, the ending you know, made it reasonable, but AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. My God, was that match fantastic. It was. It was. We, nice. we do wish this was the WrestleMania match, but uh, yeah, really, what the hell? I believe it was the Rolling Stones who said, "You can't always get what you want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it it was great. Of course, Jericho came and you know did the run in, did the whole AJ Styles, you know, whatever. Um, so we had all that stuff going on, and then like right after, you had Miz, Ziggler, and Zayn. I'll come out and be like, oh, we want a match with you, dude. And, and he's like, oh, I'll give you a triple threat later on. Everybody's pretty excited. You know, I was kind of too. You know, I was like, this would be a pretty good match to watch, you know. Uh, when we get on to that, I, I'm, I have a question for you. We've talked okay. about this a little bit in the past. But I have a question for you when we get on to that triple threat match later on. Okay. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. The, sure. This promo was, was fine. Um, Dolph Ziggler mentioned Botchmania. That was kind of weird. Yeah, that was weird. Didn't exactly uh, get a, uh, didn't exactly make me pop. Miz called Seth, uh, Sami Zayn a skinny Seth Rogan. Please do not, please do not, do, do not, not make that a thing. Yeah, please. Although it's not. true. I mean, no. it's not like he's lying. No, it's Sami Zayn. Leave him be. <laughs> but um, 
And then we had um, – they were announcing Dean Ambrose versus Strowman as the main event. We'll get to that. Oh, my God. Um, but there was this segment between Ambrose and Terry fucking Funk. Okay. Now, I hate WWE. Okay. This segment, this segment was fun. Nothing wrong with the segment. It's cool to see, you know, these these quote-unquote ECW hardcore legends like sort of pass the torch to really the next extreme hardcore guy, Dean Ambrose. There are a lot of similarities between Ambrose and Foley, and, and, and so that's that's cool. I believe I said last week that uh, WWE had quote-unquote introduced the gun on the wall as far as the barbed wire baseball bat. And that, by all means, it would have to be used at WrestleMania. I retract that statement <laughs> because Dean Ambrose has a fucking chainsaw. Yeah. Now, if Dean Ambrose goes full on John Moxley, pulls a CZW, and pulls out this fucking chainsaw at WrestleMania, then this segment is absolute gold. Yes. <laughs> and I'm still taking Brock Lesnar. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but no chance in hell that a chainsaw will be used at WrestleMania. Oh my god! I think they kind of should. I think they should do they it. Sh- they you know um, there is that one clip. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's this clip of Dean Ambrose in CZW, and I forget who he's wrestling. I, I want to say like, like Necro Butcher, but I, I, it's probably not. But like he has this uh, sawzall. And he puts it against Ambrose's head, and the blood just goes splattering everywhere. And all it did, it wasn't there wasn't a razor in the in the in the saw. It was just a, a flat surface. Right. But what it did was it moved the blood that was already on his head around so fast that the blood just started that was on his head just started spurting out. And so it looked like I'm not gonna lie when I saw this the first time, <laughs> like I was like, oh, what the what the fuck? No, like, and then it's like, oh no, he didn't actually take a saw to the head, you know, because he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, really. But it looked really real for the for like the it first like I, I imagine I gotta see that. Clip. I I will I will I will try to find it and send it to you. But like it, it it's it's one of those things where I suppose it is possible that they could have a chainsaw and it could uh, it could rub against Dean Ambrose's face and the blood could go spout, splattering everywhere, but I doubt it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, really. I, I highly doubt it. Um, then you had, like, Kevin Owens try to come in and talk to Stephanie, make a triple threat. She does. He leaves. I was like, oh, okay. You know, they're tra- they are acknowledging, like, this relationship between Kevin Owens and Triple H, in a sense. Um, and then there was... Um, okay. So then there was the segment between New Day and the League, and then it, which led to the match between Big E and Rusev. Um, not bad. I mean, it was a fun segment at first, and uh, the match was pretty cool too. I mean, of course, uh, I believe uh, Big E took the win. Yeah, he did, of course. <laughs> um, let's have a talk about this because okay. I know they were they were talking about. The I'm not, I'm. This is not enthralling but I'm not I guess I'm not as against this feud as I thought I would be right I guess I just I wish either Del Rio was in the ladder match and it was just Rusev Sheamus Barrett against New Day or New Day had a partner like to me the the handicap aspect 
handicapped the match, ironically enough. Right. No, absolutely. So it has been reported now that the, tag, that the tag titles are no longer on the line. It is now a three-on-four handicap match for the right to supremacy for the best team. <laughs> the right to supremacy. Whatever. I'll take it. Um, the the one thing I'll say is at least um, League of Nations will not leave WrestleMania as tag team champions, which probably means they're winning. Yeah, I'd think so. You know, I think that's what they're trying to do. They'd be like, ah, uh, maybe the tag titles on the line is really not a good idea. <laughs> um, so we had that going on. Um, they, they, there was a, a Wyatt family promo, not bad. And then there was, uh, and then there was a Big Show segment where he was talking about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Which pretty much announces that, you know, there's a couple guys that they put in. It was like Big Show, Kane, and the Social Outcasts, where the Social Outcasts try to fight Big Show. He beats him up. Kane comes in for the save. And then Kane just chokeslams Big Show in this, like, top rope chokeslam fashion. <laughs> Mark Henry better be winning this. Yeah, I mean, if he's leaving, yeah. it only makes sense. Um, by the way, uh, no, I'll get to it. I'll wait, I'll wait until the next segment. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh wait! And then we were getting ready for the WrestleMania Rewind match between Chris Jericho and Fandango. <laughs> because why not? Because this is not? this night was the night of everyone's hurt. We're fucked. You get out there. <laughs> this is the first this example. Is two weeks before WrestleMania, and we're in Philadelphia of all places. And they send out Fandango. No wonder this crowd died. <laughs> they didn't give a shit the whole night except for like Dean Ambrose. Um And even then even then. Um I know I know they were really boo heavy on Reigns, but and they were, and they were happy to see AJ Styles. I mean they they popped for AJ throughout the night. Um but uh so AJ's beating up Fondango. Styles does you know, he comes out with the whole Y two jackass chance and you know, and so that gets going. So we're pretty much getting a match between Styles and Jericho at Mania as well. I mean, I, I would be I more do, excited about this. I yeah, they've done it a billion yeah times. It's, it's, I was thinking about this today, and for the record, I'm trying to look at WrestleMania positive, if you can't, if you can't tell. I'm trying to be positive about WrestleMania, because here's I'm the thing. Going. Here's the thing. I, I think I've said before on the show, WrestleMania is Christmas season. Right. And I am tired of motherfuckers ruining my goddamn holiday spirit. <laughs> you know? And okay. so I'm going to hope for the best. And I'm going to try to look forward to WrestleMania. Because if you go in thinking it's going to suck, well, of course it's going to suck, you fucking assholes. Right. With that being said, this is not what I would do. I'm not going to act like this is what I would book in a dream scenario. No, and absolutely not. However... Jericho's a full-on heel. Perhaps he could have a different style heading into WrestleMania. Perhaps the match will have a different flavor than their Fast Lane and Raw and SmackDown matches. I think so. So perhaps this could be really fucking good. Perhaps this could be a 20 to 30 minute, maybe not classic, but a, a great showing for a guy like AJ Styles who needs that on his first WrestleMania coming in with really a lot of momentum and a lot of organic uh 
storytelling here. He's not being pushed down people's throats or anything. Um, also, technically, that match is not made yet. And Jericho went online and he went on WWE.com and he's like, I will never accept a match with... He's like, I would rather sit out WrestleMania than have another match with AJ. I'm never wrestling you again. Makes me think... And again, I, I fully admit that this is wishful thinking. So I'm not going to act like this is actually going to happen. Maybe they get included in that ladder match. Um, doesn't seem doesn't wish- seem like it. Doesn't seem like it, and I doubt that they do. But maybe. They better be pulling out all the stops for this coming e- month. E- e- oh, absolutely. Uh, even then... Assuming that it is a one-on-one contest, even with no thrills or bells and whistles, at least we know it'll be a good match, even if we have seen it a little too much. Uh, Agreed, agreed. I know we've been getting really good hype packages uh, throughout the night of uh, Shane and Taker, uh, so very pleased with that. The, The WWE production crew earns every penny they get, and it's really upsetting because they should be doing this I don't want to say for every match, but like for the other matches too. Show highlight packages of Roman Reigns beating people's ass and like training and like this is what I'm doing heading into WrestleMania. Show video packages of Triple H's old ass in a gym lifting like these heavy ass weights and doing whatever that silly rope gimmick is. Like show that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, beating sledgehammers at tires, and you know, yeah, show that kind of thing. Don't, don't, you know. But even then, these these packages for Shane Taker—they're actually getting me excited for a match that, on paper, I shouldn't be excited for at all. Like on paper, this should be terrible. <laughs> I hope it isn't, and I don't think it will be. But on paper, think about this. On paper, okay, old ass Undertaker. Old-ass Shane McMahon, who hasn't wrestled in, like, seven years, in Hell in a Cell, where Shane can't even jump off of really high shit, this should suck ass. No, I agree. I mean, I don't think it will, but it, I guess I guess it could. But, uh, no, the, uh, the, these promo packages, very well done. Making Shane seem like a, a, a badass, <laughs> you know, with all this MMA training and he's he's got these coaches that are like, oh, he's learning so fast and I think he's ready for this match and this and that and the other thing. Um, watch him not break out any sort of MMA at all, but <laughs> it's a nice effort. Oh, my God. Well, uh, next up, we had Kevin Owens announce the, the, the triple threat, which turned out to be Stardust versus Sin Cara versus Zack fucking rider the Um, the sin cara and zach rider inclusions are baffling completely baffling right Uh, no one gives a single crap about sin cara like at all right and zach rider has not been on a in a prominent role on raw in at least three years and that's being generous you you can you can uh, say probably that. more like four, but at least at least three. Right. Um, I don't uh, even think he's been on Raw in a year. I, I I remember he had the one match against Cena, and that was it. Yeah, that was that was the last time. 
That was. Like, I think Kevin Owens, like, beat him up or something, and then, like, we have not seen him since. Yeah. Um, so, like, the match ends to a no contest because Zane Ziggler and Miz come out, and, uh, Owens complains to Steph. Steph emasculates him again, and then makes it a multi-man ladder match with all seven guys. Well, um, they needed some reason for the authority to make it a seven-man match. So, so yeah. that that I didn't mind as much, uh, but why is that? Um, why is Zack Ryder? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, just... they could they could have picked Jack Swagger. Yeah, like put like Ray fucking Wyatt. At least at least Jack Swagger had a match at Roadblock. Bray fucking Wyatt or Bray Wyatt. Although Just have a WrestleMania match. Do we really want Bray Wyatt? Fucking Ryder does. <laughs> Do we really want Bray Wyatt to lose a ladder match? No. At WrestleMania? No. Like, but the fact that he doesn't have a match and Zack Ryder does makes me sick. That's true. That's very true. Like, like think about we're rambling what here for fuck? we're rambling here for a split second. Think about the fact that it's weird because they obviously like Wyatt and they trusted trusted him at some point. He went from fighting John Cena. At his first WrestleMania, nine months in the company, to the fucking Undertaker, to not ha- to as of a week from the show happening, not having a match. I believe he's going to be in the Battle Royal, but I don't know if that's confirmed yet or not. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, uh, so then, then, but then we move on to the next segment, which is probably one of the better ones, I guess. Um, Steph meets Triple H in the parking lot. Uh, you know, she thanks him for coming to get her. The garage door opens and we see Reigns in all black. He opens the door in their US SUV and then, uh, pulls Triple H out and they and Reigns is beating his ass. I have, I have a, 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 <laughs> this is, this is extremely nitpicky. Like, so let me, let me state first I off. I complain about this too, but go ahead. Let me state first off. I like this segment. This is what you should do with Roman Reigns. Should have done it. Should have. Should have. And so, so I'm. I, I can't say I'm willing to forgive, but I'm. I'm. I'm willing to acknowledge that this is what they should do with Roman Reigns. Keep doing this, WWE. Please. And so, and so, I guess not that it makes a hill of beans. You know, it doesn't make a hill of difference. Um, the the one very very minor complaint I have. Is they should have have should have had him like punch out the window, just like Superman punched the windshield or something. Oh my god! Yes. Like just like fuck you, bam! Like break the glass. Oh god, like yeah, like not sense. even with a bat, just like with his fucking hand. Like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like just like look at look. This is my Superman punch. I can break a window. I'm gonna break your fucking face. Oh my god! Fuck How you. is that not his theme song? Because <laughs> that would actually be a decent song, and like click, it, click, boom, I'm bumping down in the stereo. <laughs> it would be better than fucking. Yeah, this watered down shield ass, like, like TNA version of the shield theme. Yeah, really, like, God. Damn. So, so um, the the only thing I would say is they should have at least had like some security there to like hold Roman back for a second while Triple H got in the car and sped off. Like, Triple H just kind of, like, I don't even know what he did. He, like, poked him in the eye or something. Like, Um, 
Yeah. No, like, he hit him. Or, like, I don't know if he, like... I was really weird. But, it, but like, Triple H... So, uh, like, Steph, my only nitpick was, like, Steph screaming. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a bit, like, oh, my God. Like, like I'd stop beating Triple H up just because of that. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, please stop yelling. Yeah. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. <laughs> My or God. or he should have at least been like, shut your mouth, bitch. Yeah, really. Oh, no, he was <laughs> like, I love how like uh, triple, uh, Roman Reigns called Triple H like a bitch, like the whole way. And he's like, he's like, I'll beat your ass, bitch. And I was like, it's like, like why can't we see that? Why can't, yeah. like, why couldn't we see that out of Roman Reigns over the past fucking year and a half? That would be nice. That would have been nice. <sighs> and with that, and with that. Uh, no more Roman Reigns talk. Uh, Charlotte three. versus Natalia was next with uh, Becky Lynch and Sha- Sasha on commentary. Um, very first time on WWE uh, main roster television, Charlotte got to use the natural selection to win. Good. I actually like, prefer that as a finisher. Like, I don't mind the figure eight, but I prefer the uh, natural selection. I agree. It's quick. Interesting note. Um. This has really has nothing to do with the role, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. But uh, the the banner outside of AT and T Stadium, uh, it has the Divas match in the center, which is really weird. At least they're making women a big like, deal. But so so with that being said, like there's one title match we care about. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't think I've ever cared for a women's match in a WrestleMania before as like a bigger deal. You know what I mean? The, like, the closest she, comparison is maybe the Trish Mickey one that had a, a build up for like it felt like a long forever. time and it finally forever. paid off. Like that's the only thing. That's the only one I think that's even comparable. Yeah. Oh my god, that was like ten years ago. <laughs> Don't remind me. Ugh. Don't remind me. Um, speaking of old, Stan Stan Hansen was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Very good. good for him. Um, Bubba Ray versus R Truth. Bubba Ray wins, and and here here we get um, it, it's going to be Usos Dudley's at WrestleMania. That and doesn't that doesn't feel like a WrestleMania match at all. Did Did you hear it's going to be in the kickoff? Well, okay, well, okay, then that's cool. It's it's now it's also also announces a tables match between the Dudleys and the okay. Usos. Then I don't hate this match as much. I don't either. Uh, like, I am okay with it, I guess, as a kickoff match. Agreed. There's three matches in the kickoff, I guess, now. Really? Yeah. Good God. The tables tag, the divas tag, and... Uh, I guess the battle royal? I think so, yeah. Okay, sounds about right. Um... And then we get the most underplayed <laughs> segment of the night. Fucked up on your delivery. I think this would have been great if you mentioned this weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to figure I was like, is he talking about what I think he's talking about? And yes, you are. Oh, my God. This First off, this should have ended the show. I don't know why it yeah. didn't. And then they really should have done this two fucking weeks ago. When you had the man in the ring and he just said, the blood of your son will be on your hands, and he walked the away. 
sons will be on your hands. You know, it would have been nice to say, oh, hey, before you go, if you lose, uh, like, you're, he you're could have at least said, he could have at least been like, God damn it, you son of a bitch, don't ever touch me again. Like, yeah, just for I, that, you're, you're fucked. So he comes out, and by now, he says, uh, this is where this is where I'm going to complain about the fans. Actually, I've been on the Smark side. Smarks, I've been on your side. But I, I will now complain about you. Like back to normal. It's back to normal business for one night only. Because I'm going to complain about the Smarks, which I love doing. So Vince comes out and he says, uh, you, "You know, if Undertaker doesn't get the job done at WrestleMania, then that's it for him. He's he will never have a WrestleMania match again. And also, he is my bitch." Um, and so, okay, I'm all for this. That's a new layer. That explains why The Undertaker would fight this match. You know, that explains why The Undertaker, uh, would, uh, do whatever he could to beat the fucking piss out of Shane McMahon because he doesn't want to lose his career. He wants to wrestle at more WrestleManias. And then the Smarks take control and they ruin everything because it's, but if Shane wins, how can that ruling exist? And, and what, and it's just like, can we just, in, like, can we just enjoy the story that is trying to be told? No. Of course not. Like, like, to me, it's one of those things like, they're probably going to have some sort of contract signing and Vince will probably be like, and just in case you can't get out of this, rah, you know, or whatever. Like, and if they don't, they don't. And Shane brings them back the next night. Like, what are people, yeah. what are people bitching about? I guess this seemed like unnecessary bitching from a lot of people. And maybe I'm in the minority. And if I am, so be it. I felt like this was so unnecessary as far as people bitching about this stipulation. Agreed. Should they have done it sooner? Absolutely. Absolutely. They should have done it the week after they announced the match. But they did yes. it now. At least they did something. Agreed. Agreed. At least they're trying. They're throwing shit on the wall. I think I made this analogy last week. They are throwing shit on the wall and trying to see what sticks. It, it absolutely comes off like that, but at least they're trying. Agreed. It's more than last year, folks. I will <laughs> I will say that until I'm dead. It is more than last year. No, I agree. I agree. They're uh, they're they're, and this goes, and we'll we'll talk about the main event. This goes to my maybe not complaints, I guess, or my feelings on on smirks in general, like. No, the the Triple H Roman, it hasn't been perfect. I don't even know if you'd call it good. But at least it's been fundamentally correct. In the last couple of weeks, ever since that Triple H beatdown where Roman was bloodied and busted open, fundamentally they've treated Roman Reigns correct. And I think we, as fans, we have to acknowledge, thank you WWE for doing the right thing. A late, late, way too fucking late, but at least they're doing the right thing. Roman isn't coming out, cutting these boring-ass 20-minute promos, and playing tug-of-war with Triple H over the belt. Yet. Can, can we, can the we Undertaker, not let that happen? The Undertaker is at least showing up 
to promote his match. He at least cut one promo to to hype his match where he said, this is my legacy. I'm going to beat the shit out of you with my fist, which is way more than he did last year. I love The Undertaker. I absolutely love The Undertaker, but he didn't do dick last year. I I agree. I agree. The, D- the Divas match looks like it's going to be really good. Um, Lesnar Ambrose is a perfect mix of styles. Um, I do wish maybe they had a little bit of more interaction between Ambrose and Heyman, but I'm sure they're going to have a promo Monday that's going to kick ass. Agreed. So, like, so like, let's not act like this. This is going to be the worst WrestleMania ever. Because, because have you people already forgotten about 29 and 31? Have you already forgotten about it? Because I haven't. I just, I have a bit of an issue. I have a bit of umbrage, so to speak, with the people acting like this WrestleMania is going to, like, fucking blow. Is it going to be great? Mm, Probably not. It probably will be a middle-of-the-road WrestleMania. But it's not going to be god-awful. Yeah, no kidding. Last year should have taught you that. uh, There's, There's my rant. Not on Roman Reigns for once. It's about the Smarks. No, I, I agree. I agree. Speaking uh, of smarks, we head into the main event. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Here's the weird thing. This reminds me of uh, way, way long ago. I don't know if you remember this or not. Um, okay. When we had Braun Strowman versus fucking Big Show right before Fastlane. Yeah. And so we are two. Two weeks out. We are 14 days. We have two Raws. Actually, technically only one Raw left until WrestleMania. This is Christmas. This is the biggest show of the year. This is freaking Alpha and Omega right here. This is is the biggest day of the year. This This is New Year's Eve, Christmas, 4th of July, summer vacation in like one day. And your main event of Monday Night Raw was Braun Strowman, who does not have a match on WrestleMania, unless he's in the Battle Royal, but it wasn't announced, versus Dean Ambrose, who isn't a big match at WrestleMania, but it is only the third biggest match of WrestleMania. Yeah. Paul Heyman is randomly out there on commentary. Brock Lesnar does not make an appearance. What the fuck was the point of this? Yeah, no kidding. It was so weird. And then, like... But the ending was the worst part of it all. Um, we had, like, the Wyatts show up, and then, like, they go in the ring. Dean Ambrose runs away and then just, like, sits on the commentary table, and that's it. It was just, there was no heat. I mean, the crowd chanted, this is boring. I felt so bad for the guys because it was not an exciting match by any means. But, like, this crowd just did not care about the show in general. And they certainly did not care about this match. Agreed. Um, now, is there are there any, uh, any any other things you want to mention about Raw? Um, I I, I feel like we covered it. Uh, not a, not a great show. Um, but I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show in weeks past or not. I feel I hated twenty fifteen. I mean, I I will make Me no too. I will make Me no. Uh, I will not play nice. I will. I will not try to sugarcoat. About it. Twenty fifteen sucked ass for a yeah. majority of it. For eighty eighty five percent of it, twenty fifteen sucked. Sure. 
2016 has not been fantastic. It has not blown the, the doors off. It is not, buy rights have not skyrocketed. You know, it, it's, it's not like Raw is a must-see program every week. I don't think Raw has been that bad recently. Um, not great. Right. And, and, and <laughs> I fully admit, I don't watch Raw on Mondays. I watch it the day after or I watch it the night of. When I can fast forward through the bullshit I don't care about. And so maybe that's the way to watch Raw in 2016 is fast forwarding through the bullshit that you don't care about. Raw has not been awful. Right. Now, now this episode wasn't great. Uh, out, really outside of the Roman stuff, really nothing of note happened. Well, I guess the, I guess the Vince thing uh built up the Undertaker Shane match. But it was really downplayed. Like they had that one segment and that was it. They didn't acknowledge it. They didn't uh they should have like at least put that at the beginning of the show and then like kept keep having the commentators. This is when it's good to have commentators who put shit over. Have the commentators be like, oh man, like can you believe earlier tonight like WrestleMania might be the Undertaker's last. Like can you imagine WrestleMania without the Undertaker? You know, like what are we gonna do? The fact that Corey Graves is not on commentary is Disgust, criminal. Disgusting. Like, I hope uh, Mauro Ronaldo gets a match, uh, gets to call at least one match at WrestleMania, even if it's the pre-show. Yeah, um, I have a feeling that Byron's going to be on the pre-show, and like, it's going to be JBL, Cole, and Ronaldo doing Mania this year. I hope so. Just, or even, I mean, even I'm sure it's going to be like Byron Lawler doing the pre-show with Booker and Renee um, and Corey Graves as well, probably doing it too. And then like, yeah, Ronaldo, JBL and Cole. We'll see. I'll, I'll take that. We'll see. But um, yeah, that, that was raw. It was, it was a show. Philly did not give a single fuck. WWE never go back to Philly. Yeah. Really. And, uh, um, here's, was- here's, here's the thing. Um, this reminds me a bit, uh, and I will never forget this, uh, WrestleMania 27. Going into it, really only one or two matches that we really cared about. The rest, like, it looked decent, but nothing, nothing too, uh, spellbinding or must-see, so to speak. And I remember they had this go-home show, I believe it was in Chicago, if I recall correctly, and... It felt like every segment was, like, the best thing ever. Every segment sold the match. Undertaker Triple H had this kick-ass promo where, it was where like, you wanted to see... Like, it wasn't just, like, a dream match between legends. Like, you wanted to see these guys fight just to find out who is the better man between these guys. Cena and Rock had a bit of interaction, and... And it got you excited for, oh, what's Rock going to do Sunday? Is he going to get involved in Cena Miz? Like, like, how does Miz play into this? How does Cena play into this? Like, there were segments that got you excited for WrestleMania by the end of that night. And so, WWE has one last chance in front of a Brooklyn crowd who, as we saw over SummerSlam weekend, loves their wrestling. You know, they love their good wrestling. They have a chance to have a kick-ass show. And the morale heading into WrestleMania, I'm not going to say it could do a 180, 
but it could do a 90 degree turn. Yeah, you could, you can do a good go home show can do you wonders. Agreed. WWE has a chance if, if we're using a, a, a football metaphor, so to speak, you know, there are 10 seconds left. They're on the midfield line. They have a chance for a Hail Mary. The odds of it, not, not great, but it's possible. Agreed. Um, now, is it time for Lucha? It is. This uh, this was Aztec Warfare 2, basically their version of the Royal Rumble. Uh, as I said last week, it's funny. They they pretty much did the Roman Reigns defends the title uh, in the Rumble storyline, which I don't know. Again, I don't know when this was taped. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was taped before the, the Rumble and everything, but I'm not, again, not too sure. Um, we saw the debut of Rey Mysterio. Finally, he was number two. Uh, Phoenix was number one. The current champion was number one. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out number two. A, a great pop for for Rey here, and, and Rey actually looked pretty good. He looks a lot better here than like the last time we saw him in WWE, where he's practically limping. Um, so, of course, this is a match where uh, where uh, you know you have chances to rest. Pretty much, it's a it's a Royal Rumble, except instead of getting thrown over the ropes, you you get pinned or submitted. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess, basically like a gauntlet. I guess would be the best way to put it. Gotcha. Uh, Joey Ryan comes out. He handcuffs himself to the uh, to to the guardrail, so he can't get pinned. His shoulders can't ever be down. You know what a what a what a smart guy. Um, all kinds of people come in. Uh, the one big thing was Pentagon Junior was uh, not included in this match. He was not invited. To be in this match, uh, which they played up on later on. Um, finally, we get number twenty. It's Mil Mortez, the former dominant Death Champion, uh, and out of nowhere comes Pentagon, who who beats him down uh, bad enough, you know, throws him in the ring, and he then gets pinned immediately. Uh, the big thing here being Katrina has been the the. GM, for for lack of a better term, the the matchmaker, so to speak. She's been the matchmaker while uh, Dario Cueto has been away, and so she screwed over Pentagon by not including him, and he screwed over her man by by allowing him to get pinned. You know, really two seconds into being into this match. Uh, so so the guys are fighting. Ray's still in there. There's a few other guys that's still in there, and then all of a sudden. We see Dario Cueto. He's, he stands up on the stage, and he's like, wait a second. This is my temple. I run the show here, and there's one more entrant. Introducing my brother Matanza. And, and Matanza, who they've been building up as this 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 monster, this, this uh, I guess you could call it a, a demon, so to speak. He's been locked in this cage for, like, all these years, and, and every time we see him... He just he rips people's limbs off. He just he kills people. He's responsible for at least four or five deaths on this show. <laughs> and so he comes out, this big motherfucker. I don't know who plays him. I, I, I wish I knew, I'm not too sure. But this 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 big broad motherfucker comes out. He just has a, a black mask, nothing nothing fancy. He has pretty much he pretty much looks like a Wyatt family member <laughs> in like in, in a mask. Uh, like just think of like Eric, a giant Eric Rowan, I guess, like a, a fat Eric Rowan, I think would be the best way to put it. Okay. And so he comes in and he does his best Brock Lesnar impersonation and just beats everybody. 
suplex pin, suplex pin, big slam pin, choke slam pin. And he eliminated about five or six guys, like in like almost immediately, like two minutes, he eliminated like five or six guys. Just a monster, ripping through everybody. Finally, it comes down to him against uh, Phoenix and Ray. They have to team up against this guy because he's so fucking big and he's so huge. And uh, finally, he gets uh, he gets the upper hand, beats Phoenix. So so we're guaranteed a new champ. Actually, that was the first person he eliminated. Excuse me. Uh, the first person he he eliminated was Phoenix, and he only he, like he hit like one slam, I think, and he beat him. And it's like whoa. That's how you build a guy. Like, like for a year and a half, we've seen this guy like kill people. But we've never seen him in the ring, and finally he's here. Like the crowd popped. Like they knew who this guy was. Like they popped. They wanted to see this guy. He comes in. First person he pins is the world champion. Like what? Like that's how you build a guy. He goes on to to pin everybody. It comes down to uh, to him and and Ray, um, and, and they have a nice little back and forth. Uh, some hope spots here or there, but in the end, Matanza hits a, uh, uh, I forget exactly what he hit, sort of a, a, a backwards power slam, if, if, if that makes sense, if you can imagine that in your mind, sort of a twisting world's strongest slam would be the best way to put it, and okay. he, and he pins him, and, and Matanza Cueto is your new Lucha Underground champion, like, he, he is Milmortez, like, Muertes wishes he was Matanza. Um, this is how you pay off the build of a, of a character like this. A great, great way to pay that off. And now, Dardo Cueto is back in power, and his brother is the champion. And and who the hell's gonna stop him? We don't know. So so, Aztec warfare was really fun. There was no point where it got like. You know, sometimes in the Rumble, it's just a bunch of guys fighting, and it kind of gets boring. There was no period. There was really no period like that. Like, there was always a spot or two to keep you entertained enough. There was always like one or two guys fighting in the ring, or something happening on the outside. You know, uh, Drago and uh, Jack Evans were fighting on the outside for like the longest time, and and uh, we saw El Dragon Azteca finally. Uh, he got to show off some stuff, but still got defeated. Uh, very quickly by Matanza. So this was it was it was enough to keep you entertained for the for the hour or technically I guess forty minutes if you include commercials that that this match was going on. So uh, a fun lucha is a fun hour of wrestling. You know, I would say <laughs> I would say what I usually always say as far as the main event was great, but it was the only match. So I'll <laughs> so I'll say it. The main event was great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Lucha Underground. It was just a, it was a fun, it was a fun hour, and we got a, a a payoff to this to this Matanza angle. Finally, this is what Roman Reigns should be. Right, 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 right. The, you know, so there you go. Lucha Underground was good. I'm excited to see where they go with the Matanza and Dario as this. Uh, I guess not power couple. That's not the right. <laughs> that's certainly not the right word to use. But this uh, this. Uh, force this trio did uh ray perform well i thought so now granted lucha underground is a is a taped show you can edit out botches and stuff but it seemed it didn't seem like he was going slow there was no point at least for me where it felt like oh man like ray like looks terrible out there like like to me honestly he looked a lot better than he did like his last like time in wwe Ugh. like 
they treated him like a star. The fans accepted him like a star. Like they, like everybody in that building was like standing up and marking out. Like, like it. It was, and it's appropriate because if there's one show where Rey Mysterio is going to look like a star, it's, it's Lucha Underground. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, no doubt. Um, it was Chavo Guerrero in that match? Uh, he was. He didn't do much because he's Chavo. <laughs> he just kind of like stayed in there till the end. I think he. Uh, he tried to make a deal with Dario and Matanza. He tried to like play nice to him, but Matanza ended up just turning on him and, and beating him pretty quickly. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, are you ready for the topic? Let's do it. Cool. Uh, you want to do worst first? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and, and do worst. Um, I don't know who wants to who wants to go first. I, I, I'll I, go first. I want to do like rock paper scissors, but that's a little a little hard. Um. Okay. Um, so, so you want to go first? Okay. Sure. Okay. So the topic, uh, for this week yes. is explain, best... explain the parameters here. If we yeah. have any, uh, really, uh, it, the only, the topic here is just our best and worst list of, uh, mania matches. You know, it doesn't have to be like a big deal on the card. It's just matches that we really didn't care for. Matches we really liked matches. We really hated. Yeah, exactly. There you go. The one thing I'll say is, uh, I didn't want this to be a thing where it's like, oh, I have that match on my list too. Oh, I like that match also. So I I did <laughs> – I hate to say this, folks. He confiscated my list. I hate to say – you, you see, because I, I like to have the surprise. I want to be just as surprised as you folks. But sometimes, for the sake of this broadcast, I have to know what his list is going to be so that I don't put the same thing down. So for that, for that instance – this list may not be entirely accurate because I did try to make it different from his. So right. I will just I will I, no I will state I will state that if you want to say yeah why was that match so high or why did you hate that match or what have you or why didn't you include this it's because it pr- Michael probably included it that's why right <laughs> so um, with that. Your I have number. No idea what his list is, so because uh, you know, it, it does remind me of, like my love life. You know, you know all of my stuff. I don't know any Exa- of your stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and mine, I you know, I know, I know theirs. They know nothing about me. So. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. Um, the first, the my uh, number five on my worst WrestleMania matches is the main event of WrestleMania 2000, the fatal four-way between <laughs> Triple H, Rock, Big Show, and Mick Foley. We, we, we've had this conversation. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show or not. I, I feel like maybe we did once or twice. You uh, hate this WrestleMania, and I don't blame you. I hate this WrestleMania too. And you, you, you hate this match, not even for the match, but for the finish. Correct? <laughs> well, uh, I never cared for the build. The fact they just randomly put Mick Foley in there, even with like the re- the big retirement speech. Um, I like I like the build. I I like the build. I thought it was unique. Maybe they shouldn't have done it for WrestleMania. Maybe that's a SummerSlam gimmick instead. You know, you yeah. could argue that. Um, it probably should have just been Rock Triple H in the main event. I thought the actual match though was still well done. I'm sorry. I I like the match. I'm sorry, but the the finish the finish. If you are ruined by that finish. I understand why. Oh, it makes no it, sense. It it's a it's swerve for the sake of a swerve. And it's weird because 2000 was overall a good year, but that WrestleMania does not pay it off. Oh, it does not. No, it, it left a nasty impression. But oh, 2000 just sucked as a WrestleMania in general. But that the main event, oh, my God. 
Ouch. Um, all right, what's your number five? My number five, a, a match that on paper doesn't look like that bad. It looks like it might be decent, especially for the time period. But uh, this man calls it one of his worst matches ever, if not his worst match ever. Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund from WrestleMania 11. <laughs> it was billed. A, it was billed as an I Quit match, and the worst part is Bob Backlund didn't say I quit. He just went blah 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 blah, and Piper was like, "Ah, he quit. Ring the bell." Like you didn't even get like a finish. That see, that that and the match. So that's that's and awful that, hypocritical, Bret Hart. <laughs> I, I was. I think. I think Bob Backlund got got screwed. Brett didn't screw Bob. Bob screwed Bob. <laughs> that and the match is just, it's on a bad WrestleMania, and it's not exciting. WrestleMania 11 was a morbid WrestleMania to <laughs> think about. Uh, you ready for my number four? Go, go ahead. Uh, I guess, uh, in reality, the main event of WrestleMania 9, not Brett versus Yoko. <laughs> I mean the one that I, I that closed your goddamn show, Hulk Hogan versus the, Hulk, the, Hulk Hogan. The, 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 ma- the match that lasted thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. It wasn't a segment. The bell rang. The bell <laughs> it was rang. technically a match. It's right up there with the with the Dana Bryan Sheamus match. You got to see Hulk Hogan in tights, I think, for the first time at that point, um, and uh, he comes in at the very end. Just, oh my lord. Just that, that was like, WrestleMania nine definitely holds its name as the worst for, WrestleMania of them all. But for the record, that match lasted 22 seconds. <sighs> and, that, and it's all it took. It's all it needed to kill the, that pay-per-view just to put it out of its misery. Oh, my Lord. That was awful. What's your number four? My number four uh, is a match that really should not have been on this WrestleMania. Uh, really should have never been on Really, any card ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of superlatives to say, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Kane versus the Great Khali from <laughs> WrestleMania 23. <laughs> was that the opening match? It was not the opening match, but they actually, to be fair, they put it in the best spot they could because this was right after the Money in the Bank match. And so you go from right, Money in yeah. the Bank to Lumbering Idiots. Oh, God. Oh dear! Terrible Lord. match. Kali can could barely move. Like, there was a sickle involved in this fucking thing. Kane Remember pulled that? Kane pulled out the see no evil hook, which I don't know why. I I I cannot remember if like that was the storyline. Like yeah, it was the storyline. I, I don't remember exactly why he did that. And then like Great Kali pulled like a George Steele and ripped off the turnbuckle, and there's foam everywhere, and then he. This was just a dud, a dud on every level. Like, see, it's one of those matches. Like at the time, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. But like, that match did not age well at all. Um, because that was at the time when Ceno Evil came out, and it did get a lot of traction in the horror world. Um, that, that's it. Did come out like the year beforehand, didn't it? Yeah, it I like, I had completely forgotten. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I know that's a reference to like the Ceno Evil movie, but. Why? <laughs> because, it, because it was a big deal. But it was a big deal. Um, for br- briefly, but it was. Um, and then it was just weird, and it just died. The, the, the reference died when he used it at 23. And it was just, <laughs> oh, you ready for my number three? Uh, go ahead. 
Triple H versus Booker T at WrestleMania 19. Ooh, the infamous match. Yikes. The infamous went, the oh. infamous one of the worst finishes to a championship match probably in history and certainly in WrestleMania history. Oof, definitely one of the most forgettable. My god. Yikes. Um I Just never want to see Triple H in purple again. An overall forgettable match. Triple H is in purple, which is really the only notable thing. J- Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were gold in this match because Jerry Lawler was like, it's WrestleMania, JR. And JR is just like, you've told me 13 times we're at WrestleMania. God damn it, King, I know. <laughs> 19 was Flair has no business up there, damn it. <laughs> that was literally the best part of the match. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that noise? Dear God. Uh, slurping this coconut. Dear problem. God, what was that? Want me to do it again? <laughs> no, please. God, no. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, you're a disgusting man. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm sorry. but uh, This is supposed to be a professional broadcast. And I'm here doing coke. And you're, <laughs> and you're doing coke. No, I'm just... Coca-Cola was what very needed, very well needed after that, remembering that match. It really was. <laughs> Uh, what's your number three? Uh, oh, that's right. It's my turn. I'm here stalling, and, and I just realized it's my turn. Um, much in the same vein of my previous match, The Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez from WrestleMania 9. <laughs> it, it, it is the original lumbering big man versus lumbering big man match. Oh, my God. And it is, it is a match that happens, and you can say literally nothing else about it. Also, for years, this was referred to as the one black mark on The Undertaker's streak. It's a little bit unfair. There's another one. But uh, this is the only match he won by disqualification. Yeah, listen. He could not even be bothered to, like, submit Giant Gonzalez or pin him, even with, like, a roll-up. Or even win by a fucking count-out. No, see, some eight-foot motherfucker. He won by getting chloroform. of chloroform <laughs> and attacked his nervous system with it. But try to stuff it down his throat like in a manable claw-like fashion. I'm like, you're eight foot tall in a man suit. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Also, it doesn't help that Giant Gonzalez just looked ridiculous. Listen, what year was WrestleMania? 93? 95. Or not 93. Whoa. Yeah, 95. Ugh, that was terrible. No, that's, that's the other bad WrestleMania. No, 93. Yeah. That's 93 in a nutshell. <laughs> it is. The fact that they had a match at SummerSlam is baffling. Yeah, the fact yeah, the rematch. I mean, Taker won by like a top rope clothesline, didn't he? Yeah, like you couldn't have had that finish at WrestleMania, your biggest show yeah, of the year. Like uh, t- a big David knocking a bigger Goliath. <laughs> like I was also – I was thinking of including Taker Boss Man, but then when I was reminded of this match existing, uh, I had to include it. <laughs> um. So number two for me is I, I don't know how people are going to feel about this one, but uh, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. Um, of course, the that's finish... that's fair. I mean, the match is Taker gets hurt like two yeah. or three minutes in. The match itself was not that good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shitting it on it for the finish. I mean, just the match itself was. Garbage. Like even if Taker had won, like let's assume Undertaker reversed the F5 into a tombstone. Oh, event. even if Taker won, I'm still gonna it, put this it, match. On it would have this it, match was it would have been a dud on an otherwise great card. Yeah, and, and that's sad to say. Dookie. and that's sad to say. But I remember like watching that match, 
and honestly just like being bored like i was on my phone like looking down and then, yeah like, me too and it's weird because like taker has had great matches at wrestlemania since 23 like 23 match of the year 24 match of the year 25 match of the year 26 20 you know 27 28 and then 29 you know good and then 30 just fell the fuck flat exactly that was when it's like ooh, maybe it's time to go yeah that was awful um what's your number two my number two this is not going to be popular amongst the old school fans i apologize um I despise this match. I despise the finish. I don't even think the match is that good. Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 8. I'm sorry. If you like that match, I sincerely apologize. I find the match boring, and I hate that finish with a passion. This is a match where I will include the finish because it sucks. Oh, you know, uh... Let me hit you with eight elbow drops, and then you're just going to like no-sell it. No sell any of them. Oh my god. Like not even like a one, two, oh I mean like keep in mind, uh nineteen ninety was a very rough time for Warrior and like Warrior in WWE. He really wanted to be like Superman at that point, from what I remember. This is it just and then even the match, like for ye- this is one of those things. It's kind of it's similar to, and I'm not saying that this match sucks when I when I talk about this. Uh, uh, but oh man, um, Savage Steamboat. Savage Steamboat is good. It's a good match. Yeah. But I suffer from. I am not a fan of the '80s, or not a fan from the '80s. Let's put it that way. Right. I'm not a fan from the '80s. Um, most all of my wrestling watching has been in the 2000s, and mm-hmm. so this match. From a two thousands perspective, is basic. It's really basic. Yeah, not bad. I'm not saying that Savage Steamboat is bad, but I don't know that it ages well. Hmm. See, Savage Warrior. Savage Warrior. I can't even say that about it. I just don't like this match. I find it boring. See, I'm a lot more generous because see, I'm a wrestling fan from the nineties. And so I, I can see it like, oh, okay, I guess I can appreciate it. But like, now I see, I see where you're coming from. So you're, you're used to the, definitely the modern style of wrestling and, you know, definitely like with a better quality and the, you know. Right. And, and then just, it was Savage working over Warrior. And then to me, just that, just that finish alone, just really, really irks me to the point where I hate this match. Agreed. There's nothing good to come out of this match. Just that finish alone. I'm sorry. You know, if it was one, okay, I can forgive one. If it was like two or three elbow drops and they did the one, two, kick out, okay, that's forgivable. But like, what was it? Like five, six, seven? Like, Warriors should have been dead. <laughs> oh my God. You know? Uh, well, y- y- uh, I'll leave my dark joke aside. I was, I, I just, I just kind of realized what I said there, like, like. Uh, uh, but anyway. Moving on, you're number don't one. Don't we share number one? No, uh, we were going to, and then um, I, I changed it, uh, so that we didn't have the same list. So go ahead with your number one, because I will agree with you. My number one is Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania 20. Let, let me say this. Let me play devil's advocate real quick, because you know I love this. Oh my god, of course you will. 
I thought the angle building to the match was good. Michael Cole was a good heel who you wanted to see get the shit kicked out of him. And if they had done this match in five minutes with Jerry Lawler punching the fuck out of Michael Cole, hitting a pile driver, hitting the fist drop, one, two, three, Jerry Lawler wins, Michael Cole is beaten up because he's a fucking bastard. And then the next night on Raw or a couple weeks later, Michael Cole comes out and he's like, Jerry, I'm sorry, I was a jerk, I didn't mean it. You know, can we go back to being partners? And Jerry's like, oh, okay. You know, and they just, for lack of a better term, drop it after that. Then, then this, then this is fine. This is not the worst match ever. That's not what they did. No, uh, this motherfucker won. <laughs> First off, it went twenty goddamn minutes. It was awful. It, this was like the one of the longest matches on the card. When it really shouldn't have been. This uh, this had no business going past five minutes. Certainly had no business going past ten minutes. This they, went like, fans twenty. Were sick of Michael Cole at that point. They knew. Oh my god, this dude's winning. This the, this the, stick is going to keep the, going. The worst part is this went twenty minutes. Michael Cole got legit offense, legitimate offense in, and he wins by by reversing of the decision. Bullshit. Yeah. This is a dud. This was a dud. This was minus four and a half, minus five stars. Terrible. You want to talk about somebody who has, like, go-away heat. I mean, like, here's the thing is that, like, it's not like you can avoid... This single-handedly brought down that entire WrestleMania. It really did. It really I don't think this WrestleMania would be remembered nearly as bad. I mean, there there was another bad match. But, like, if this did not have Cole and Lawler being as terrible as it was, I don't think 27 is remembered as, as terribly as it is. Right, here's the thing though too, dude, is that like this thing was like considered one of the top matches of the entire Yeah, card. it was like number three. They, yeah, it was the number three, and I don't I will never understand why. I'll never I'll never get it. I'll never get it. I mean, I'm sorry, I just I'll never understand that. Um and I, I despise the build, I despise the match, <laughs> I despise the aftermath. It's just I, I more so I definitely despise the aftermath more than anything else the 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 match itself and the after they i think they did everything right until the bell rang <sighs> that's 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 my opinion on that match At least they did you're a, generous enough they, for that now, they did everything right until the bell rang and if they had done it differently i think it's remembered differently but yeah just a wreck a train wreck a, a absolute dud agreed What's your number one? My number one? I'm kind of surprised you didn't include this one because uh, it's probably the most famous bad match of WrestleMania. Uh, neither of these guys gave a shit, and it was in New York. Goldberg and Lesnar from WrestleMania 20. <laughs> Goldberg and Lesnar? Oh, my God. It's this, been a while. This is a match where the Lesnar was leaving for the NFL. Goldberg was sick of the WWE machine, and we can make fun of that all we, all we want. Um... And so neither of these guys gave a shit. Austin was really close to just walking out, which I I wouldn't have blamed him. Um, the, the one thing I'll say to maybe defend this match, so to speak, is they spend five to ten minutes just standing there. 
They're making goofy faces at each other. They're posing. They're going to lock up, but then they stall. They circle around the ring. Austin looks fucking bored. And so um, the one thing I'll say is once they lock up and the, the match gets going, it's a decent match. Oh, but like, the crowd didn't give like a shit. I, like, I, I watched it back like a couple years ago just to see, like, is this as bad as I remember? And the first 10 minutes is. But when you get past the first 10 minutes, like the last half of that match, it's actually pretty decent. Like, if it had just been the last half of this match, okay, that was a good effort. Like, good job, guys. But the first half of this was just... You could tell they didn't care. They wanted to stick it to the quote-unquote ungrateful New York fans. And 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 the New York they, man that's running it. And, 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 and the rest, as they say, is history, I guess. You know, we all know the, the oh, fans. It was a car accident. That whole match was. I mean, like you had, you had Brock Lesnar flip everybody off afterwards. This is really the first case I can remember of like internet rumors really taking over WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially, like, in New York, too. Like, that's Smarkville. Agreed. Like, they've been Smarks since the 70s. <laughs> they're, they're OGs as far as Smarks go. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so, so let's talk. Let's be more positive. We need to be more positive on this show. Now, uh, I want to let you take the number five spot, but before you do, I have an honorable mention. Okay, I I do too. I'm gonna let you finish out the. But I'm gonna let you go second on this. I'm I'm gonna go first as far as the top five goes. My honorable mention. I don't think you have this. I I don't think you have this mentioned. Um, I wanted to include this, but I also wanted to be fair, and I didn't want to include too many matches with this guy because we know we know like we're marks for him, and so I didn't want this list to be all Undertaker. I want to give a quick honorable mention to what I thought was match of the year, the year that this happened. I just saw it the other day, which is why Kane and Kali were included. The Undertaker and Batista is fucking fantastic. Oh, WrestleMania 23. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that match was great. Oh, my Lord. That was like one of the very first WrestleMania matches against Taker where you were like, oh, my God, he might lose. Yeah, and, and and just the match was great. I remember thinking like it was a dream match for me for like the longest time. I always wanted to see Undertaker and Batista go at it, and I finally saw it, and it delivered in every way. Oh yeah, and even their uh, their backlash rematch, right? Oh after. yeah, they always like those are two guys. They always had chemistry. I always thought they had great matches. Oh uh, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, my honorable mention is the very first like, I guess. WrestleMania match that's highlighted for its match, which is at WrestleMania three Savage versus Steamboat. Mm. Um, yes, a, a a classic, and you can definitely understand why. Now, granted, the, it's like the only good match on the show, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really. is it is a classic. It, it is a it is a good match. I mean, I know I said earlier maybe it doesn't age too well, but it's good. You can definitely see where like if I'm a fan of the eighties and I see that, like. I can see where, yeah, that's the best match I've ever seen. Sure. Um, did you want me to, to to do number five or you want to do it? Um, I'll go number five. Okay. I admit this may be a weird pick. I don't – I honestly – I feel like I never see people talk about this match. Then again, it's fairly recent. But the triple threat from WrestleMania 30. Oh. That's my, um, no, that's my number five. A lot that of people, a lot of people bring up the Triple H Brian match. Personally, 
I prefer the triple threat. Maybe it's just the moment of Brian actually winning the title and finally doing it. And there were so many false finishes where you thought, oh, like Brian's going to get screwed or, oh, Orton's going to win or Batista's going to walk out champion anyway. But no, Brian finally did it. You know, like, like this, this, this six month, year long journey that had been building and building and building and the fans were getting behind it and they were getting pissed off, legitimately pissed off and, and they legitimately wanted to see this guy win and, and get his, get the championship back and he finally does it and it's a great moment and, and it's, it's a, a, a payoff and, and it's a legitimately over babyface winning. <laughs> which which I, I I don't want to harp on on people and I don't want to harp on this but it it is so refreshing to see a organically over babyface as much as I love John Cena there are definitely parts of him that are are manufactured or he's or he's a a a product of the system so to speak or what have you Daniel Bryan is not that. He was organically over. He should have never been over. If you look at that period from WrestleMania 28 where he got the 18 seconds boot to the face to WrestleMania 30 where he finally did it, he was so organically over in that time period. And no matter what they gave him, he was the highlight of television. And for it to finally pay off in the biggest WrestleMania to date, in one of the biggest matches to date, he he had one of the best performances of WrestleMania ever. This WrestleMania was all about him, even with the streak ending. Fantastic. And I, I honestly feel like this match does not get mentioned nearly enough. Oh, I'm sure they will in the future. Oh, I'm sure it will. You know, we got to love Daniel Bryan, especially, you know, in his current state. I, I really do hope he gets better. But, uh, no, I agree with you. The, the match was fantastic. I, you know, the storytelling was brilliant. Um, his character is brilliant. I know it's not, you know... Um, this sort of like it was one of those things where it was like you know it's not WWE's idea, so I know they were like hesitant to do it, but like, but Daniel Bryan was organically over with the fans, and so they had to do what's best for business and say like, hey, let's give him the and, and then and then the false finishes too, like 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 the Triple H match, I you kind of knew he was at least going to win that, but the Triple Threat match, there was a chance there, there were a couple spots there where it's like, oh shit, he's not going to win this. Oh, I, I like an anxiety attack over that match. Oh, my God. Um, so my number five is uh, WrestleMania 19, Austin versus Rock. I know I, I know people are going to be kind of weird. Like, what about 15 or 17? Um, for me, I didn't really care for the finish for 17, so that's why I was like, eh, you know. But, I mean, it was still a good match. But um, but 17 or 15 – you know, I know it's the it's the OG. Um, it was 1999 was just a weird time. It was the only decent match on that card, and and, and as right. far as 19 goes, I remember at the time, even though um, I, Rock was like the first heel I cheered for because uh, I always loved the Rock. Uh, you know, he was like my guy when I first started watching. He was like the big you know the big guy, that, so I always cheered for him. Even when he was a heel, I I still was like, well, no, I I like the Rock. Why are people booing him? Um, and so, uh, uh, I remember even though I liked the rock and I was happy he won, I remember at the time just as a fan, not really being too impressed or enthralled with the matchup. Um, right. And so I remember I just kind of always was like, eh, that was kind of a weak match. 
And then I watched it back, uh, you know, a few years ago, and it's like, well, no, I was, I was, a, nine-year-old me was a little bit harsh on this match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this match was actually pretty decent. Well, uh, the, um, it was. Um, I, I was very pleased with with the nineteen one because, like, you could tell it was Austin's last match. You could tell this is pretty much like an end of an era, so to speak. Uh, you could tell that the uh, the chemistry was at an all time high. Uh, so it, it was it was a pretty cool moment for me. Uh, what was your number five? Uh, speak- or your number four, actually. <laughs> Speaking of my number four, is Austin versus Rock from WrestleMania seventeen. Okay, which to, is the greatest WrestleMania of all time? To me, this is outside of the finish, which I uh, will. I'll talk about the finish. Okay, the meat and potatoes of this match, everything up until Vince walks out, is perfect. Five stars, perfect. The fans are into it. It's two characters that the people are invested in. Austin walks out to like this biggest fucking pop in the biggest fucking stadium in t- fucking Texas. Like it, it fucking fuck. <laughs> um, it's, it's just this match between these two, you know, it's Hogan and warrior of the attitude era really. And the match is fantastic. Um, of course there's blood in there, which I'm, I'm partial to. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, and, and it's just this violent, fight between these two guys who just want to be the best they want to be the champion you know and then vince comes out and i understand austin thought he needed to turn heel and a case could be made and a very good case could be made that maybe he had gotten stale and he he needed to turn heel i think there are better ways to do it maybe maybe not have him side with vince as much as just start to cheat a little bit more and i also think if you do this finish in California, maybe even New York or Chicago, and if you do it down in Miami, this finish works. Austin is the most vilified son of a bitch ever, and, and, and people hate his guts. But because right. it's in Texas, they don't care that Austin cheated. They don't care that Austin and Vince are teaming up. They just wanted Austin to have the belt. Yeah, really. Doing this in Texas was the death nail of Austin's heel turn. Yes. If you had done this anywhere else, it would have worked. If you had done this in California, it would have worked. If you had done this in, in Florida, it would have worked. I don't know so much about maybe New York or Chicago. Don't know if it would have worked there. But certainly don't do it in Texas. Yeah. Don't do it in Texas. <laughs> but even with that, even with that finish, I still think this match is fucking fantastic. Five stars. One of my favorite matches. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, so my number four. I is... just realized a match that I should have included and I didn't. Oh, I want to give an honorable mention to sure. Austin and Brett from 17. 13? Wow, I said 17, didn't I? Yeah. I want to give an... Uh, <laughs> I want to give an honorable mention to Austin and Brett from uh, 13. The another, other I quit match at 13. An- another fantastic match. I think I prefer Austin Rock, but uh, Austin uh, Austin Brett's also very good. Oh, the, the, the best double turn in wrestling history. Oh, yeah. The um, only one that ever worked. And I think, I think, I mean, to be fair, I kind of think everybody knows that that's a great match. Like, everybody talks about it, so... Not exactly breaking new ground as far as that goes. 
Yeah. Speaking your, of Bret Hart. Your number three. Four. Um, three. My, <laughs> speaking of Bret Hart, my number four is Bret versus HBK at WrestleMania 12 in an Iron Man match for 60 minutes. Um, Th- that's one where um, I remember uh, watching it. I remember thinking like, 60 minutes like is this going to be entertaining and and really for the first 30 minutes not a lot happens i mean to be honest you could watch this match halfway through and you, you really wouldn't miss anything but i i think they do a well enough job with the mat wrestling and, and the technical things and the, and, the, and the arm bars and the hammer locks and things like that i think they do really do a well enough job of selling like these guys don't want to rush in they don't want to blow themselves up they know they have an hour, and they're going to work with that hour. I thought this was – they told a fantastic story. I know some people go, oh, there should have been more falls or this and that. I love the idea that these guys are so fucking good that that they just – they can't beat each other because they're that good. Oh, absolutely. And the fact they had to go into a sudden death or overtime – um, right after that, so it, it was it was great. It was great storytelling. Shawn Michaels, of course, got the win. It, it was a great it was a great match altogether. Now, what's your three? My number three. Um, this this comes out of, this comes out of the uh, the personal collection. Although I guess I guess really every one of these does. This this has a little bit of sentimental value. My first WrestleMania that I watched, uh, featuring one of my favorite guys, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Eighteen Rock from eighteen. Rock was my guy for like the first two or three years of watching wrestling. The Rock was my number one with a bullet. And definitely at this time, The Rock was my favorite. And I wanted to see him beat Hollywood Hogan's ass. And uh, this match just turned out fantastic. The crowd was into it. Of course, seven-year-old me didn't know why they were cheering Hogan. But uh, (laughs) the crowd was electric. You could just sort of feel it. And then... Rock beat Hogan, and Hogan passed the torch, and then he he turned face after the match, and then uh, just a, just a fantastic match. Of course, not the best technically, you know, not a a a, a Matt classic like Sean and Brett, but uh, the the crowd was into it, and, and, and these guys just two mega stars, and. Uh, this just you know there's a lot of personal things as far as like this was like the first uh really wrestlemania moment i guess you could say that that i i saw uh live i guess you could say you know that that it's like okay i can say i can i can tell you where i was when i saw rock and hogan face off against each other you know i can right. tell you that i was sitting in my living room you know jump, probably jumping up and down you know wanting rock to win <laughs> it I know it was very it was very exciting because they were building that up so hard. I know um a lot of people were still clamoring for like what about Austin Hogan? Uh, I know that day has never come nor will it ever, but I I mean I, it, it really should have been rocking Austin against the NWO and it's kind of disgusting that that match happened on the Raw beforehand. But yeah. uh but I mean what we got was maybe not in Austin's case, but what we got was still good. Rock and Hogan is a, is a classic. Sure. Couldn't agree more. Uh, now, my number three is at WrestleMania 17, um, Hardys versus Dudleys versus Edge and Christian for the tag belts in a TLC match. Wow, um, that was in, that. That's intense. Oh my lord! Talk about spoiling fans forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. 
Um, now fans are spot monkeys uh, for the rest of their life. They'll always just like. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. For, for the rest of forever, every ladder match at WrestleMania or every ladder match period will seem tame in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is one of those matches. Um, you know, you always wonder what match would you show a, a non fan, and this is a match that that personally I can like. I just I enjoy that car crash style, and I I can appreciate the risk. I mean, of course, now maybe we think it's a little too much. <laughs> you know, you do. Yeah. There's a certain part of you that cringes when when you see these things, but at the same time, you can also. Enjoy it. I admit that perhaps I'm a bit bloodthirsty. So I admit that I'm a bit, perhaps a bit brutal. Uh, you know, and I enjoy the hardcore, you know, crash, car crash style. Do not show this match to a non fan because if they become hooked on wrestling, they're going to hate it because it's not this match. <laughs> yeah. No. I always say if you're going to hook somebody on wrestling, show them either a classic. Or something relatively current, right? No, absolutely. So that's the one thing I'll say. Not that that's a criticism by any means, but this is just a match you cannot show a non-van. No, I I agree. Um, your turn. My turn, number two. Another one with a, a bit of sentimental value, although I think the match holds up uh, by itself. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair from WrestleMania twenty-four. Oh, that's so good. Um, that match is wonderful. A a big part of this has to do with the fact that I was there and I was cheering for Ric Flair and I was very mad that he did not win. <laughs> I was ho- <laughs> I was hoping that Rick would like win his last match and he would be like the one guy to to to, to not lose on his last match. But he lost. It sucks, you know. <laughs> no hard feelings, Sean, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, like in all seriousness, this was just uh, a great match. Sean put his body on the line here. Um, you know, it was, I think, a legit four, four and a half star match, if not five. Just, it was so emotional. People really, they knew it was coming, but they, they didn't want to see Flair lose his career. You know, you know, you, you didn't want to see him retire, uh, uh, like this, so to speak, you know, um, but just just a fantastic match, uh, an emotional roller coaster, as they say, and uh, of course, you know, being there does not hurt. <laughs> I'm not gonna act like that doesn't play a part in it. But I still think, even watching it back on on, on TV and on disc, I think the, the match holds up. Yeah. No. Um. I thought it was, I thought the match was really really great storytelling. Really good storytelling. Um. My number two. Is at WrestleMania 28, and inside the Hell in a Cell, it is Triple H versus Sean or, or Triple H versus the Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as the special guest very, referee. Very good. Oh my god, the storytelling was so good. Oh my god, like wow, like goddamn, goddamn. I have a I have a small confession. Sure. What's up? I I think I prefer the WrestleMania 27 match to the Hell in a Cell. Oh, I like both, dude. I, I was, I was. But the 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 Hell in a Cell is classic. I mean, Sean as the referee, just he's so conflicted. He doesn't know what he respects the Undertaker. He respects the streak, but at the same time, Triple H is his best friend, and and he's just he doesn't know what to do. He's conflicted. He, I mean, at at the end of the match, he just wants the guys to stop beating each other up. 
He's just like, stop killing each other. Right. And then, of course, you know, the ending moment where they all, you know, pick each other up and they hug. And it's just like, uh, you know, I know both guys have had decent matches since then. I kind of wish that was like the end of all of their careers. I kind of wish we had never seen them ever again. In in a, perhaps a, I guess you could call it maybe selfish way. Right. No, I no, I totally no, I totally agree because that like that would be a great way to say like ah uh, and cut right and and, and, and like that's scene. that's it that's perfect you can never get any better like oh yeah that's it um do we share the same number one we we do okay we do so go ahead as usual we share a number one and it includes a certain somebody so go ahead tell us what it is. Definitely the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. No no bones about it. It was at WrestleMania 25 in Texas. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. And by God. There's not enough that could be said about this match, really. Uh, aside from the one botch. Even that made the match better. It did, actually. Because like, you thought, oh shit, Undertaker's paralyzed. Oh fuck, the streak is over because he died. Yes, we all thought it was over. Like, like I mean, they, you, they were I, like, "Hey, good spot, Sim. Don't do it again." <laughs> oh wait, never mind. Because you're not. Because you're fired. <laughs> My bad. Like, like I think Big Show chewed him out. I'm sure Undertaker. I think everybody probably chewed this guy out, and deservingly so. I don't care if the Undertaker clipped his leg on the rope or not. You catch him. He's six foot ten, for God's sake. Yeah, really. Like, I'd be catch him. him. I don't care if you tear an ACL. Catch him. Yeah, drop that camera, bud. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but even that made the match better because, like, you didn't you didn't think he was able to get back in the ring. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, you thought, that's it. The streak ends by count out. Oh, yeah, dude. No kidding. But, like, no, the match was so good. Absolutely, like, wonderful. Like, like And even, like, like the entrance like, is, like, like heaven and hell. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And, like, when Sean kicks out of that first tombstone and... The entire building erupts because I think that was like the first time somebody had kicked out of the tombstone, like legit, yeah. in yes. like a while, and the cr- the crowd just exploded, and and Taker's just like, "What the fuck do I have to do to beat this guy?" Kill him, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the match is great, uh, but is there anything else you'd like to note before we go? Um, I think that's it. Um, okay. Taker Michaels is is I. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's the greatest match of all time, and it's—I think it's certainly the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And it, that is the match I think I would show. Like I talked earlier about, like showing a non-fan. If I tried to get a non-fan into professional wrestling, I think that's the match. I, that's the match I would show. Oh, that, like, like if, you, if you want to see like passion and like the crowd on their feet and like what professional wrestling is about, a, a good guy and a. A, well, maybe not necessarily a bad guy, but just a you either want the the scrawny guy to win or you want the the dark overlord to win, and it's like pick one and 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 see who wins, and then like <laughs> just to see the crowd explode like that, like like so many people making an audible noise. I mean, how many times do we see those WrestleManias where the 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 noise just goes up in the air? You know, uh, and it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing against the guys. It's not even anything against the crowd. It's just sometimes the noise just goes up. It doesn't go out. You know, 
and uh, luckily they were in a, 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 a Reliant Stadium, which uh, I, I suppose has decent acoustics because you could definitely hear the crowd that night. And um, <laughs> oh, yeah. just to me, that is it, it, just a perfect matchup. I think there's just it there's 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 no legit flaws. I mean, obviously, if you nitpick, you could say, me, 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 but like, there's no flaws, and that is like the one match I would show a non-fan. I think that's the biggest compliment I can give it. Sure, no, I would agree. Um, so I believe next week's topic is just our best and worst ne- uh, WrestleMania. Next week is the big one. We'll be here a little bit early next week, and uh, we are gonna talk about the 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 big top five, bottom five. Worst WrestleManias as a whole. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure by our comments, you can kind of guess like where certain ones are going to be. But, maybe. Uh, well, maybe <laughs> we'll find out next week. Maybe we'll surprise you. Yeah, sure. I, I could. I could imagine. Um, so be sure to download this episode for free on iTunes, or you can just subscribe and they it downloads for free for you. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to uh, follow my Twitter at JJ the Mark. Um, follow mine at the XI. Follow his guy. at the XI guy. Um, if you have any ideas for topics once we get past WrestleMania season or anything, feel free to tweet me uh, if you have any comments or even disagreements. I'm willing to have a, a respectable debate. I know I may come off as brash sometimes, and believe me, I do think I'm right, but uh, I'm willing to have a debate. If you like Roman Reigns, if you like the WrestleMania card, if you. If you like TNA, even uh, if you're willing to debate me, if you're willing to have a a respectable <laughs> online argument, I'm not talking like you know f you, you cocksucker or anything like that. If you're willing to have a respectable argument about booking and storytelling, I will more than gladly oblige you. And uh, if you ever if you ever have any if there's if a, you want to troll him, troll him. Feel free. Oh yeah, yeah, really. That, that's on a day. That's that's a daily kind of thing, though. Uh, they just say like, "Oh, I like Mr. Kennedy," and I'm like, "I politely disagree." And they're like, "You're <laughs> just like hey, <laughs> so, <laughs> so whatever." But uh, that's our show, everybody. So we will see y'all in the next one. It's WrestleMania season. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.